Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. Hey, what is hiding your light? I really want to know. I mean, what about your gifts that the world aches for you to bring forth? Tanya Joya wants you to dance to your own rhythm. Tanya knows that for every single addict, five people are impacted. When you work with women who are dealing with addiction and women who are dealing with people who have addiction, you heal an entire generation. And honestly, Tanya has been through all the challenges that you're familiar with. Striving for a career to make her whole, chasing a man to fulfill her, jumping unhealed into a second marriage, managing new babies and an addicted husband, as well as her own codependency running her own business, thinking that enough money would save her. Well, finally, Tanya decided that she deserved more in her life, more from her life. She set out to learn everything. She went to AA, Al-Anon, Celebrate Recovery, Deep Therapy using EMDR, and she decided to help heal others who share similar challenges by getting her professional coaching certification. Now Tanya works with women who want to finally heal their marriage and family while supporting their husbands through recovery from addiction. She uses her unique dancing with joy process to help them become the women her husband cherishes and the mother that places God and love first to create a truly connected, loving, and supportive family. Tanya, I'm so glad you could join me today. Elaine, like I said earlier, you need to be my copywriter. You, <laughs> wow, I'm really uh, enjoying the whole. Why I reached out to you was joy, um, the abundance of joy, and the abundance in the journey, and all those types of things. They just fit with everything that happens for you, not to you. It's so true, and. It's one of the hardest things to really wrap our heads around and to cope with and and figure out how to manage. So I would really appreciate it, Tanya. I know you gave us a little bit about your background and some of the struggles that you had, but why are you so passionate about what you're doing with women to help them deal with those in their lives who are addicts? I'm going to frame it in a little yeah. uh, in, a, in, a, in a little almost proverb that you've heard before is if you give a man a fish, you feed him for the day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for his lifetime. If you teach a woman to fish, she teaches the community. That's why I'm so passionate is I'm raising two boys right now. The one has just graduated from high school, one a couple years later. I see the effects of what we as unconscious parents did in our striving and struggling as these young men are coming up. I don't want that in my grandchildren, my next, their children and their children and their children. Why I'm so passionate about this is of those five people that are intimately affected, 
by addiction, by the addict, be it workaholism, pornography, drugs, alcohol, all types of things. The person who is always standing there is either the wife or the mom. And what I learned was she is the expert on the whole family. Instead of running to somebody else to give her the advice that she needs, she needs somebody who can co-create with her, who can stand next to her instead of imposing things on her. Because I don't know if you've experienced this, Elaine, but there are a lot of women in your audience who have is you get up in the morning and you know the temperature of your household. You know the vibration of your household. You know what's happening. So how can you? You get the skills as the expert in your household to make that shift, to make that generational legacy shift for everybody in the family. And the interesting thing is, as I've been working with women, it's about doing less, not doing more. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Well, I want to make sure we kind of bridge the gap because obviously you're working with women who have someone who is an addict in their family and I'm talking about abundance and there's actually a connection here. So, and no two people ever define abundance the same way, but given the kind of work that you do and the transformation that you create with your clients, what, how would you define abundance? So with abundance, it's knowing that I am fully formed. I'm creative, resourceful, and whole how God made me. He has made me for abundance. What's happening in these situations is instead of filling that spiritual hole, which is the hole that addiction fills, we don't know what to do with ourselves, or we're anxious, or we're nervous, or something makes us upset, or or we've we've had trauma. We've had something in our childhood that our nervous system can't handle. So we're turning to this numbing agent. Well, when you turn to God, when you turn to your understanding of God, then you're able to fill this with something that is limitless. You don't have to back up into the into God and say, I only need a little bit of joy. I only need a little bit of abundance. You can back your dump truck up into this and keep coming back every hour, every second, every day. So my definition of abundance would be looking at your life and realizing that every single one of us, even that addict who's trying to get sober, have past sobriety, they are creative, resourceful, and whole. They are designed by God to be full. But somewhere in their lives, somewhere in your life, like when I was an active codependent, Somewhere in my life, I was giving over that abundance to somebody else and saying, you make me whole. So that's how I would shift into the abundance mind frame. I love that. I love that you're giving the power back to the individual, because honestly, the only person you control is you. Absolutely. And and we're talking about the same thing, but in slightly different ways. And I talk about how you are actually in partnership with the divine. You are in partnership with God. God needs you. God really needs you to step it up and find a way to be more love in the moment, more love for yourself and Mm -hmm. love for everyone around you, everyone Mm -hmm. impacted by the situation. So I love what you're saying because it's absolutely right on, right on the, the money. So you work with a lot of different people and there are a lot of issues that they're dealing with. What's kind of a symptom that your clients 
might be dealing with that indicates it's time to get some help. And and obviously you've got the perspective, you've got the background, you've got the chops to support them. I want to back up. I want to answer that question, but I want to back up. You did an episode earlier about reframing the things that are happening and looking at them through love. And I really recommend that everybody go back and listen to that. And that's one of the things that this is happening for you and not to you. Now, to answer your question, when you need help is when everything is happening to you. You are the victim. You are the person that everybody dumps on. Your your inner self-talk is about, I'm miserable. My life is miserable. Nothing's going to get better. All of my plans are ruined. If I don't do exactly what keeps everything calm, then my life will blow up. So what I don't want people to wait for, and this is this is an old thinking with Al-Anon is, or with AA is, he, they have to hit bottom. No, they don't. In fact, you can do a concept called raising the bottom. And that's about setting boundaries, doing self-care, making sure you're taking care of yourself. What most of the women I work with, when they come to me is, they have stopped taking any care of themselves. They may not have seen the doctor in 10 years. They may not have been to the dentist in five years. I mean, these very basic things that all of us need. In fact, they their health may be so out of whack that they are facing you know, everything from diabetes to extreme weight gain, all those types of things that we do when we're stuffing emotions or we are totally focused outside of ourselves on how to help them and that is a real signal that you are not living in your own body you are not being creative resourceful and whole for yourself so if we take the very simple oxygen mask example that everybody knows they do this for a reason because yes you want to save those babies i traveled with mine when they were little and i would have done anything for them first but if i pass out before I get to putting on their oxygen mask, not, I might survive because my lungs can't carry more air, but they won't survive at all. So that reframe, when you are, I don't want you to get to the point where I did. There were cops, there were courts, restraining orders, separation. Don't get there. Don't be the frog in the boiling pot of water. If you are not taking care of yourself and you're taking care of everybody else and your gut knows there's a serious issue here, let's chat. Wow, that was so powerful. I've been trying to write like surreptitiously because you're saying so many things that we all need to hear. We all need to hear. And that that emotional overwhelm, that stuffing your emotions I talk about something called the 108010 rule. I learned this in a book called The Survivors Club. And it's really fascinating. The 108010 rule was discovered by a guy in Britain who trains special forces operatives who are literally in life and death situations. And I don't know about you, Tanya, but if you're breathing, you're in a life or death situation. And especially if you've got somebody in the family who's uh, troubled by addiction. And there's all different kinds of addiction. I mean, there's food addiction. There's sure. lots of different kinds of addiction that people are struggling with. And the cool thing about the 108010 rule, he realized that when the stuff hits the fan, about 10% of people are natural leaders. They quickly assess the situation. They understand the resources, the skills of the team. They assign things and let's make this happen. 
80% of people are followers. They don't have a plan, but they know there's a leader somewhere and they've got a plan and I can just participate and help them out and and we're gonna get where we need to go. So 80% of people are followers. The final 10% are in such a state of emotional overwhelm. It doesn't matter what you do. You can put them in the lifeboat, they'll still fall out and drown. You Mm -hmm. absolutely cannot get their attention because they are in such a state of panic and emotional overwhelm. There's no need to go there. The biggest thing that flips the switch for you is curiosity. Mm -hmm. You get curious, all of a sudden it stops being about you and it's like, huh, what resources are available to me? Where is a leader who might have some great ideas? How do I get a hold of Tanya, right? It's, it's, you have choices, choices you didn't realize you had. And it's so valuable when you realize you're not alone. There are so many people that have gone on this journey before you and they've paved the trail. They put in rest stops. There are fast food joints (laughs) along the way, you know, and they can take you to the scenic overlook. So yeah, I, I love what you're doing and I really appreciate what you're talking about. Now, there's a challenge that I'm very familiar with and the, the biggest problem I find is that something has to change internally mm-hmm. before my clients can really experience that external thing that they're after. Mm-hmm. What do you notice with your clients? What has to change inside for them to experience a completely different way of being? Thanks for asking that question, because that's that's kind of the key. And most people don't want to hear it. And this is going to sound really ugly. If you married an addict, you didn't marry him because you were well. There was something, there was some piece that said, I need some healing and I'm going to connect out of often what they call a trauma bond to try and heal that. So that sounds ugly and awful, but here's the key. Your survival, your growth, your uh, blossoming is not dependent on that other person. When God talked about setting people as one, coming together as one, he was talking about, follow me here, because I'm going to use words that confuse me too. He was talking about two whole people, W-H-O-L-E, coming together and creating something new, not two holy people, H-O-L-E, who had all these broken pieces trying to weave together something that remained broken. So if you take two whole people, put them together in a H-O-L-Y relationship, they create something completely new. But if you are turning to your partner to fix you, you are looking in the wrong direction. And I know a lot of that sounds ugly, When that woman is able to see, hey, I made a decision. It was a decision out of the best that I knew at the time trying to heal myself. And now, because this is a Christian um, coaching group, now I know that my alignment here has to be right before my alignment here. And the idea is a three-legged, a two-legged stool doesn't stand, but a three-legged stool with God, husband, and wife stands. Now, let me put a caveat. I am not saying that if you are being physically, mentally, or emotionally harmed, you do not need to 
possibly separate, especially physical harm. But I am saying that you can, especially if your husband is on the road to sobriety, really begin to heal yourself. Because what we know, what we statistically know, is if the family takes care of their issues, often first, the addict has the best chance for staying sober. Because the addict didn't come out of nowhere. They came out of a family. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. You know, we all think that, well, the problem is so big, who am I to think I can do anything? One of my favorite quotes is, if you think you don't matter, try going to bed with a mosquito. It keeps you small to make a difference. Yeah, we've all had that. It keeps you up for hours, that darn mosquito. So the only person you can change is you. And when you make the effort to improve that divine connection and really own your power of who you are and the skills and strengths and talents that you bring to the table, and instead of looking for external validation, remember the importance of internal validation, mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and acknowledging the beautiful person that you are and all the gifts that you have to share. That makes all the difference in the world. It really when, does. When that woman owns that she is create creative, resourceful, and whole because she was made by God and because she is not because, I mean, you did it some of my intro of finding the right relationship, having children, finding the right job, building the right business, doing the right money. That is not making me whole. God is the only one that connects me to make me whole. And when I begin to step into that power, I can, as you talked about with love, I can lovingly make changes. And we're not at all talking about bringing a bat. The opposite of addiction is connection. So it's addiction, connection. So if I bring a bat, I'm doing the exact opposite of what I need to be doing. That is so true. And I know one of the things that people often struggle with is they think, oh, well, I want that perfect relationship where there's never any conflict. There's never a disagreement. That's not a realistic relationship because I I refer to it as the divine. You say the word God. God wants you to experience a certain amount of contrast. Our entire life is made up of contrast. You know, it's hot or it's cold. It's yes or it's no. It's right or it's wrong. And that contrast is there to inspire us to grow, especially to grow into love, which is what the divine, the God is all about. So it's okay that you have a little bit of strife in your life because it's always God going, and I love this little bell. It's like my favorite little bell. See the smiley face? (laughs) That's God going, sweetheart, honey bun, you saw that there was a problem. This is your sign. Yes. We expect you to show up with more love for yourself and for everyone involved. Yes. That's how you heal yourself. Yes. Yes. And you, you've walked really into my specialty in the, in the program is wives, mothers will pin their hope on, okay, he's sober. Well, sobriety is not unlike the marriage ceremony. You needed to do it to go on to the next thing, but it's the beginning, not the end. So this person who may not have had feelings for 10 years, 30 years, however long, is suddenly like a newborn. They're experiencing all of this. They're trying to figure it out. So the problems that have always been there will continue to be there. 
Now you can begin to effectively work on them. I'm not saying sobriety is not necessary. What I'm saying is it is just the opener. So that's my specialty is women will say, well, he's sober. Shouldn't everything get better? Now it's fairy tale land and, and it's the white night and everything's fine. No, now you are really have the opportunity to build that holy H-O-L-Y marriage that really, as you said, if you're not growing your diet, so that growth piece, those rubs, iron sharpens iron, all of those things are building you up, but you're looking at it from love. You're looking at it, it's for me instead of against me. I am making this step so that I can raise the next generation so they don't have to numb out. They yeah. don't have to walk away from their feelings. They know how to do this. And like you said, don't wait. I, I waited until cops courts and restraining orders i said god i'm too weak to move i need you to move me and man he did Not <laughs> when he came in he moved with a mighty thunder but it was painful and expensive and very very difficult you as the expert in the family on everybody in the family actually you can make this change but it has to start with you you know, Tanya, you reminded me of a really great book by Brene Brown, and mm -hmm. it's called The Gifts of Imperfection. Amen. And in her book, she talks about what we all crave the most. We really, really, really want this is a deep, intimate, personal connection with at least one other human being. We desperately want that. Now, yeah. the thing we fear way up there is being vulnerable. We hate to let them see us sweat. We we want to pretend we know everything and we've got it all together and we know what we're doing. No, we don't. <laughs> Sorry. There's only one who knows everything and that ain't me for sure. And so I think one of the things that people struggle with the most who are dealing with addiction is they're trying to pretend they don't want to be vulnerable, right? They, they really struggle about being vulnerable. But the only way you can have that deep, intimate, personal connection is when you're willing to be vulnerable. So one of the best things women can do is be willing to be open and vulnerable and share your truth. And that can encourage everybody else in the family to lovingly, not judgmentally or, you know, caustically, right. but to lovingly share your truth and encourage them to share theirs. And that helps wield a much, much stronger bond for everybody. It does when the timing is right. So when you are dealing with addiction, if the person is in the full-blown addiction, whatever they're doing, the, the frontal cortex is shut down and they're mainly dealing with the hypothalamus back here. So they are doing what they need to do to survive. That is not the right time to share your truth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's when you're nagging <laughs> one, right? So one thing that we particularly work on in the program is what does that timing look like? When is the time to connect? And a lot of times, myself included, I am going to go on an anger binge to try and get heard. Well, my family, all males, shuts down the minute that I do that. Whatever I needed to get across is not available for them to hear. It's just like if you're scrolling and the social media is bad, they just keep scrolling, right? She's doing that. So that's one of the big things that we talk about. How do you do your timing? 
And how do you give a loving message that can actually get heard so yes. that change can be made? Because yeah. if you give it in the way that I've given it over the years, or I've seen my clients give it, the shutdown is pretty much immediate. Well, Tanya, I know all of us would love to have a magic wand so that all our problems could just bing, go away. And sadly, I haven't discovered one. I don't know if you have one, but I don't have a magic wand. So when you are working with your clients, there are baby steps that they go through to experience this transformation in their relationships, in how they view their life and how they enjoy their lives. What's the first one or two baby steps that you try to get them to focus on so they can tell they're making progress? So the first thing that I get them to focus on is their own self-care. And people blow this out of proportion. I'm not talking about you need to go get a mani-pedi or you need to take a long vacation. I'm talking about do you need to make sure you have quiet time so you can get to bed so that you feel better in the morning? Do you need to make sure that you get up maybe at lunchtime and go for a walk outside? Are you able, here's the, the, the next one after that is clarity of if things were really to change, what is it you really want? Because oftentimes the divorce happens when they get sober, not before. So make a dream list. Figure out what it is, what would it look like if everything ran smoothly in your household? What would that look like? So first self-care and then clarity. Those two things will give you an idea. I'm not trying to put you in the ideal. I'm just saying, is it having meals together on a regular basis where everybody brings and shares? Is it, hey, help on Saturday that we all clean the house together? You know, what are some simple things that if everything was running like clockwork, those would be in place? That's brilliant. I really love that. I really love that. And Tanya, we were talking a little bit before we started this uh, conversation and you've got a wonderful free gift for the audience. Could you tell us a little bit about that? I do. Absolutely. So this is just an overview, but um, I put together several years ago. Uh, a book, because I do a podcast called Sober on Purpose, but uh, a book about what it looks like after sobriety. And it's it's a quick little book and it has videos that go with it. It's less than an hour of your time. So we're going to put that link in there for free, have you take a look at it. And what I really like is for people to come back and challenge me on it. Because some of the concepts are new enough that folks are like, that can't really happen. And I'd love to hear your challenge about that booklet and the videos and where you disagree. There may be points where you're like, that's just crazy. I want to hear that. Yeah. And it's very interesting when that happens because we don't know what we don't know. Right. And and getting that objective perspective and getting those things where you go, what? That opens your ability to see the resources and opportunities that are present for you that you were totally unaware of before. So that's brilliant. I love that you're challenging people on that. Now, we always turn the table on our guests here at The Abundance Journey. What is something that we could do to support you? Here, here is the message is you've said it already. You're not alone and you have the ability to change things generationally. So carrying that message, I think is absolutely huge. 
And I really appreciate the opportunity to share this on your podcast, to get it out, um, because I've listened to several other episodes in the context of where you are, are already going. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tanya. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing in the world because so many of these women feel desperately alone and they just don't see a way out. And you've been there, done that. You've got the t-shirt and you found a way through, a way that is actually pleasurable. I love the name of your program. Joy is embedded in the name of your program. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That is fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've given me a huge dilemma. I have to activate abundance and I can only pick one thing that you talked about. And I've got an entire <laughs> page of notes here. So thanks for that. <laughs> Everybody stick around because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. I absolutely adore Tanya Joya. OMG, this woman really understands the struggles that so many people are dealing with when they've got a loved one who is facing addiction problems. And being able to help them overcome that makes all the difference in the world. Because like she said, when you teach one woman how to overcome these issues and how to stand up for herself and believe in herself again, all of a sudden, the entire community is transformed. So I love her mission. I love what she's doing. And I learned so much from this particular interview. I really hope you go back and listen to this again because it's so good. And I took an entire page of notes and I can only activate one thing. So obviously I'm really grateful that I got to have the time with Tanya today because she opened up my thinking. You know, she was talking about how timing is really important when you're dealing with an addict. There are certain times when you can speak your truth and times when not so much. And so that was a really good, you know, real reality check for me. Good for me to hear that. And there were so many brilliant things she had to say. So very grateful that she's there. Step two is acknowledge something you heard that was a, like a big aha for you. And I could only pick one. So the one I'm picking is when she said addiction is the sign of a spiritual hole, H-O-L-E. Like there's something missing on a spiritual level. And unfortunately, instead of seeking that divine connection, that connection with God and coming from that space, we fill it with things that really don't solve the problem. We fill it with too much food or alcohol or gambling or shopping or anything that could possibly be an addiction. That realization that it's just a sign of a spiritual need. That was like, bing, got it. I really thought that was profound. The third step is to appreciate the difference it can make in your life. Well, it's gonna make me so much more tolerant towards people who are struggling with various addictions. I can really relate, I can really understand because I know your spiritual connection is unlimited. 
And when you don't feel like you have much of a spiritual connection, like you can't really rely on God, you can't rely on the divine, you don't know what to expect or how it works, you feel like you're bumping around in the dark with blindfolds on. It's scary. It's really scary. So I can relate to people so much more and I feel like I'll have a much better connection with people and I can meet them where they are instead of trying to pull them into where I am. Cause that can be too big a step sometimes. And you really have to be aware of where people are and what they're ready for. I loved that about what Tanya had to say. The fourth thing is to activate abundance. I recently discovered there are actually three ways to activate abundance. So the first one, pull out your calendar and schedule it on your calendar. The second one, create an anchor, a little trigger that reminds you how you want to show up. The third one is to make a declaration of what you are going to do that's going to be different about how you work in the world because of this insight that addiction is the sign of a need for a deeper spiritual connection. That's all it is. It's a sign of a need for spiritual connection. For me, my antenna are up now. So I'm really dedicated to understanding what are the barriers that people are dealing with and what is needed for them to get through those barriers. So for me, that declaration is really paying attention to what's going on, noticing, using all my senses, and also the words that they're using to hear the barriers that they're dealing with, the limiting beliefs that they have, and the tools that they're using to try to solve that. Because I know, and I'm sure Tanya knows for sure, that spiritual connection makes all the difference in the world. It really does. Step five, celebrate your progress. Yes, this is what it looks like when it's working. You're making progress. It's those baby steps. Baby steps are really all that's important because you're making that forward movement to fulfill your dreams and make a difference and make it happen. My commitment is I wanna continually expand that spiritual connection that I have. That's a pretty darn good relationship with the divine, but it can always be better. It can always be more. And I love hearing from people who have a slightly different take on things because it expands my awareness and it opens me up for more and more opportunities to increase and enrich that divine connection. I am so grateful for this incredible experience and this wonderful opportunity. Thank you for joining me today. Make sure you tune in next time for The Abundance Journey. You've been listening to The Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.